Uncool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by our wacky little co-host and friend, Alex Morand. I like making America great again. I find that an aphrodisiac. Oh, nice! Excellent Ramona callback, Alex. Thank you. I thought you were going to say excellent Ramona impression, which it wasn't. That sounded a little bit like Woody Allen, but (laughs) I was able to get through it. Wait, did Ramona vote for Trump? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was going to save our Ramona gossip till the end of the pod, but I think I'm just going to spill the tea right now. Okay. So this is completely unverified tea that we have been pushing on our Instagram. (laughs) So word on the street is Ramona is getting fired. I think Andy Cohen heard me say they would never fire Ramona in our last pod. That's clearly what happened. So Avi, he yes, hates what, us. What else could possibly it be? So Ramona getting fired, one. And then the new piece of gossip is there won't be a reunion because Ramona is refusing to go. I, that doesn't make any no. sense to me. I, that doesn't. They wouldn't call that off. If Ramona is fired, how does that affect the All-Stars I think Ramona is here to stay. I agree. I mean, I don't know what the... I'm imagining there's a big backlash against her online right now. But I also know, based on the limited amount of time I've spent on the Reddit Bravo pages, Mm -hmm. how, like, overwhelmingly people are not on Ebony's side. So it's really hard for me to gauge, like, how they will ultimately reacts to Ramona's It's behavior. frustrating. I'm team Ebony. Yeah. I've always been anti-Ramona, but also Ramona's biggest fan, which is a hard walk for me to walk. But hey, Ramona's likable in this weird way. This is Julia, <laughs> my sister, and our other co-host. <laughs> to see is to believe. So baby, I'm shutting my eyes. Another Ramona tagline. <laughs> My tagline could also be considered a Ramona tagline. Variety is the spice of life, and I have no taste. Elizabeth, that's oh, fantastic. Wow. Is that Sutton's tagline also? Oh, she was more man. clever? It's Sutton's tagline, but she thinks it's Crystal's tagline, but it's not. It's <gasps> Sutton's tagline. It's like a Russian doll of taglines. I love it. Okay, well, I think we need to move on over to Roni because we clearly can't contain ourselves. We have a lot to say. Clearly. All right. Another painful episode of Real Housewives of New York this week, and let's break it down by each lady, starting with Miss Sonia Rita. Sonia Rita is a showgirl. She put on the Salem wares. She was the only one willing to do that with Leah. She's a showgirl. She is a clown, but you cannot yell that to her. I mean, we're all thinking what Bershawn said, but you can't scream at someone you're a clown. It's not helping. But God, is it getting more and more painful to watch Sonia? It's not cute anymore. It's kind of getting frustrating. I cringed harder at the end of the episode during the whole you're a clown part than any other part of it. So I don't know why people online are freaking out about Ebony when I do not think that's where the cringe is originating from. We also saw Ramona's shit on the ground. That's oh my I mean, gosh. cringier than that. Um, and also Sonia said that she wears adult diapers. None of these women are old enough for this kind of thing. They need to go to a doctor. Elizabeth? Yeah. All these women are old enough to be grandmas. Another criticism that was yelled at them. Notice the only ones taking offense for the grandma critique were the women old enough to be grandmas. 
And not the two women whose grandmas just died. They're not old enough to be grandmas. They didn't have to take that critique on. I think it's because it, it didn't feel real. I agree with you, Julia. Sober Luann gets so offended by everything. It's so funny to me. The way that she would not let the grandma thing go. Every time Bershawn leveled something at Sonia, Luann would be like, that's not cool. And also, I'm not a grandma. <laughs> she just would not let it go. Tying into Luann and Sonia, I loved Sonia telling Ramona, and I quote, You look like a drag queen. You look like Luann. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, Sonia goes and... They called her Luman. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sonia goes and rallies up Ramona and hypes her up with and Lou. So kind of the original three, or as most of, as OG as we're going to get. And then she goes over to Ebony and tries to get Ebony to get mad at Ramona for race-related stuff. Have you guys noticed that? Like, Sonia running back and forth saying, this like... This is the shit I was saying last episode. Mm-hmm. Sonia's playing both teams right now. And succeeding greatly. Producer Rita. <laughs> Julia, good one. <laughs> I feel like we glossed over Ramona shitting on the floor, which was not blurred out. And it was not makeup. Yeah, what kind of makeup? What is that? Let's let's hear let's hear her explain that. Or maybe she was saying like that was a reaction to the makeup was that she shit. I shit because of the makeup. I think no matter what, there was poop on the floor. Yes, I mean that was a good humanizing scene for Sonia at least in an episode where she's being called a clown the whole time. We get to watch her be like straight man to a wacky incident, and then say that she has diapers. So never mind. Did you two notice that she said I'm on water pills like eight times this episode? Even Leah and, Re- and Ebony said, oh my god, she's talking about the water pills again. I think she's still yeah. taking them based on how she's acting. Yes, yeah, she's trying to get skinny for the shoes. Ramona is weirdly enabling of it. Sonia can't even stand up in an elevator and Ramona just kind of like lets it happen. Like, eh, I'll take this over angry Sonia. It's okay. weird. So if wine can go in, so can COVID. Oh, the mask. Do you agree with me? You mean, are you talking about Sonia's patented mask? Jugging a glass <laughs> of wine without a drop on her sweater. I didn't know what I was looking at, to be honest. I actually like went back because I, I was so it. just amazed by what was happening. Yeah. Um, also, that I still glass don't of know what I saw. Might have had some voodoo attached to it because that glass of wine makes its way to the next location, and she is talking about Brashan, and Sonia is flailing her arms, and I swear I saw wine exit the glass and zoom back in. Spooky twin wine. Wow. Ooh, spooky twin. Speaking wine. of spooky stuff. They continued their theme of just like being sexually attracted to spooky things. Like every like skeleton or skull they pass, they go, oh, you used to go out with that guy. Oh, who's that guy? <laughs> These late, the spookiness has them all, all hot. I do feel bad for Bertrand because I think she let loose for the first time since she started filming. And I think she just played it completely wrong. Will she apologize? She lost it. I think she's lost no, it. she lost and it. I like her. So I'm sad. As- Ramona won't do anything about it either. And I think Brashawn could have said everything she wanted to if she went about it in a different way. She fucked up with the Leah thing, leading them on into thinking that someone was talking shit about Leah and then coming up with like nothing. That's what did her uh, in. I think so too. Yeah. She thought that they weren't going to like really call her out on that and really try to dig into what she was saying. She thought that like Leah was just going to react to that, but... 
they didn't let she that happen. So Which she's is done. interesting. Alex has such a good point because before that she had called Sonia a clown. So it's interesting. You can say whatever you want about Sonia, but then that was the line that was crossed with Leah. I mean, I'm not surprised by any mm-hmm. of that, but I think it's interesting. Well, a lot of them were on guard because maybe any of them could have said shit about Leah. So they're all like, yes, yeah, say they it. all said shit about Leah. Exactly. They were all being defensive in that moment. Um, final thoughts. Lou was wearing Chanel earrings, but she was wearing them on the wrong ears. So it said, Nell Cha. <laughs> Um, final thoughts, I will be getting a white tattoo. Julia was very intrigued. By I the was white very tattoos. intrigued. The amount of Google searches I've done about white tattoos are truly <laughs> impressive. My final thoughts, uh, when they're at that uh, historical site with like the wigwams and everything, and Lou passes by that woman that says, Good day, good wives. And Lou has my favorite quote of the season so far. Oh, we have been good wives. I'm sure you're a good wife too. Oh, look at that, you're sweeping. <laughs> I don't know why that just killed me. Says the cast with the least amount of wives on it. <laughs> I don't think it has any wives no, on that's it. The, no, it doesn't. Not a single mm-hmm. wife. Does any other cast have zero wives? But the best part about Roni is they started all wives and they ended with none. It's like a pro that's novel. T- and wow. then there were none. Wow. I think that's why Roni will forever live on is because it started with women who had it all. And now it's for women who are desperate to have it all. I wish that Ramona would just listen so then Ebony can roast her on other things like pooping on the floor. That's yeah. what we want to see. Come if on. Ramona took a yeah. chill pill. Yeah, we yeah. could stop talking about race relations. <sighs> yeah. Not a water pill though. <laughs> Are you guys ready for Beverly Hills? Please. I am going to start off our Beverly Hills recap with a live reenactment with how this episode started. Oh my god, oh my god, ugly leather pants, ugly leather pants, oh my god, oh my god. Dorit freaking out that somebody, um, as she puts it, committed the worst crime you possibly could say, which is... Dissing someone's outfit. Was that her only line this episode? Oh my god, yeah. Well, if anyone started dissing anyone's outfits, I feel that Dorit would be worried that she would be entering into the firing squad. Wearing all Louis Vuitton does not necessarily equal a good fashion choice. I It really bothers me that all the girls run to comfort Sutton leaving Crystal alone. That, I did not sit well with no, me. No, like, several of them went back and checked with Crystal. Crystal's a big girl. She's fine. She said, I don't know what to do. And they said, don't do anything. I like Crystal so much, and I cannot stand Sutton. The internet is finally coming around, because it's been really driving me crazy how mean people are to Crystal. <sighs> and now people are finally starting to be like, oh my gosh, is Crystal the best? Can we just so very slowly but surely. Jump real quick to Porter Sutton's daughter. You and mean Sutton with a brown wig on? Of course. In her desperate attempt to make a date with Rena's daughters, specifically the one currently dating Scott Disick. That is the worst idea. She looks so hurt that Lisa didn't remember her. Like devastated. The Kappa Kappa genius comment was truly troubling to me. (laughs) To which Rinna says, It must be for a very smart group of women. Rinna says, It used to not be for nerdy girls when I was in it. Which I thought was a weird thing to say. It was the best jab anyone has ever been able to get through subtly on Housewives. I think Rinna is a genius. A Kappa Kappa genius. Oh yeah, she was subtly shading Porter that whole scene. 
It was masterful. Oh, it was impressive. When Porter sat down for appetizers and beverage with Sutton and Rena, I was like, why is Porter here? And then she asked her things like, was Sutton like a strict mom? Also like a subtle shade because of how Porter's like acting and her whole like demeanor, you know? It's... It was crushing. It's also like a message to send to all parents. Like if you're going to name your child after like an alcoholic beverage, name them like a Sauvignon Blanc or something fun. Don't name them a porter. Now, do you think we've reached the end of the Sutton Crystal drama? Now that like the actual drama of the season is finally kicking in. I hope so, but I really do not think so. If there's one thing we've all learned from Housewives, certain things do not die. Especially if Kyle's in the cast. When the girls return to the couch, they all start talking about hot toddies. What are they? Apparently, uh, Erica is getting some kind of endorsement from a hot toddy company. I'm not sure what's going on. So funny. And I hope they're paying her legal fees. Big toddy is covering her. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about, Elizabeth, when she's halfway through the ingredients of the hot toddy. And then Kyle says. And Kyle cuts her off. I think we all think it's over, but we still need to talk about, it needs to stop being brought up. It's like, Kyle, you are the one who's brought it up like the last eight times. You and Kathy are single-handedly bringing it up. Now, Kathy only had one scene. This Her howling at a dog. Oh man, she squeezed so much delay. That's not even what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. I enjoyed that. It got in all the promos. Oh, I Kathy still Corner. Liked it. Kathy yeah, Corner. Yeah, so we'll do a little intermission Kathy Corner. Kathy beckons her dog over. What was her dog's name? Sue. It was Sue. <laughs> Kathy's dog named Sue, an excellent name for a what? Pomeranian? By howling. And the dog howls back. Look at that. You're doing the same thing with your cat right now. I was going to say my Kathy Corner is Kathy has DIYing Christmas decorations mm -hmm. by hot gluing creepy dolls onto wreaths. And I get the theme of the wreaths. It's like the Island of Misfit toys adjacent. Like I understand it. They're all her little fantasies as she puts it. The woman who doesn't understand that the phrase Mazel Tov doesn't mean Merry Christmas. These wreaths are like disturbing at best. As someone who is a Christmas ornament aficionado, such as you, Julia. Yes, thank you for the Would you like any, would you uh, uh, purchase any of her offerings? No. Not even the little soldiers? If they were from Kathy Hilton, because as you know, I'm a brand whore, yes. I would 100% purchase them. But if they were just, if I came upon them at a Christmas store, you'd run away. I would say 20 feet away. So, Erica, it's out there. It's out there. Can I say my two favorite um, Rena moments? One having to do with Erica? Yes. Rena asks Erica, What would you do differently now that you know what you know? And Erica corrects her, what I don't know. To which Brenda says, yeah, what you don't know. Good distinction, Erica. Mm -hmm. I believe Erica Jane is innocent, but I am going to add to my list of things that oh, no. she knows. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. She says, want to know who your friends are? Ask them to bury a body with you. I thought that was very strange. It was all It's a weird progression because it's, it's, Want to know who your friends are? Go broke. Go to jail. Bury a body. <laughs> so like at first you're like, okay, yeah, this is like what maybe she's going through. And then, oh. <laughs> Do you know what else was weird? Is when Rena said, oh, Harry and I share finances. I know where all the bodies are. 
Rinna says that too in a talking head and then laughs it off. What the hell is Rinna talking about? Elizabeth, somebody's composting that lettuce. Rinna is the most loyal to Erica. I think Lynn is, Julia, you've been a big Rena advocate. I think Ren is the most loyal to hot goss. She's there for the scoop. I think Kyle might be the most emotionally loyal to Erica. Well, based purely on their tree stump uh, discussion at the end of the episode. She seemed actually like emotionally. But also, and I don't know the show very well. Kyle gets emotional a lot about a lot of Kyle's things. Kyle's the person who makes it all about her. Like if somebody dies, she's the one who's crying the most. Like, that's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah. And then when um, somebody's talking about having anxiety, she's like, well, you know, I have anxiety. So you can tell me if you have anxiety. I have great coping strategies. Like, okay, let's calm down, Dr. Kyle. Kyle irks yeah. me, though. I'm not a Kyle fan. Well, when did Kyle and Garcelle become friends again? Off mic. Off camera. That's my big question. <laughs> Clearly, because that sort of just happened. And Garcelle has a line saying, Kyle and I have come a long way. And you're like, wait, Since the goldfish what? died. Did we miss a couple episodes? If the theme of this episode was skeletons buried in closets, which I would argue it definitely was. And which would turn on the ladies from Roni. Erica Jane recently moved into a tiny home. No closets. Bedrooms. Subbing as closets. Kyle Richards, new home. Yes. Sutton, home Kyle firmly owned. Garcelle, new home yeah. she built. Lisa Rinna, closets inside garage with she couture. Told, you're not allowed to rob her, Julia. She told you. With couture from the 1980s. If there is a skeleton in anyone's closet, I believe that skeleton belongs to Lisa Rinna. Oh, yes. Are we ready for Potomac? Please, <laughs> let's get to these fun ladies. Yes, 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 yes. Potomac, oh my gosh. I, I forgot how much love and joy this franchise gave me. Ashley is my favorite housewife. I will stick by her through thick and thin, and to have her on my screen again was bliss. My Mine as well, and my least favorite uh, husband as well. Oh, same Which here. Which makes it so exciting to watch. That's what it was we so. Like I, her. I, I mean, watching her, who I love, and then watching Rango come back on the scene. I miss this show so much. <laughs> Rango. <laughs> Baby Dean is looking more like Ashley, which thank I God. Am, thank God. Um, Ashley is so stinking cute, bringing heels in her bag to change into. Her feet don't even, and then Giselle tries to strap them on for her. She walks over on her knees to try to put them on, and her feet are so swollen she can't. I don't know, there's just something about Potomac that the other cities just doesn't have. It's like a sweetness to it. And these girls fight dirty. So it's not like, oh, because they're actually friends. They are brutal to each other. The thing I think about when I think of Potomac is that scene from last season where there's like the biggest fight ever between Karen and Wendy. And it turns into the Wendy walk. Just like the dichotomy of that scene, that's how I view this show. They can go into both gears on the at the drop of a hat. It's it's perfect. I love it. They're also very funny. And this was a couple seasons ago when the women were trying to out Karen for living in an Airbnb and not owning her house. So they dress Robin up as a pizza delivery boy and try to deliver a pizza. Like, they're so genuinely funny. I think maybe that's it, is they all have a great sense of humor. Everybody's strong. Now... We need to talk about, I think, our new cast member, Mia. What are we thinking so far? We've seen her for about a quarter, maybe a half of an episode. I have a kinship to Mia because when I get drunkity, I do a good Kardashian duck lip. 
Mia loves a Kardashian duck lip. I and t- so I see a little bit of Mia that I see in myself, and I am all in. That's what I told Jaleel while we were watching it together. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jaleel, it's you while you're drunk. I look I amazing, even- and Mia looks equally great. She even does a Mia voice, like, I can't even tell you how old my husband is. <laughs> Name a body part. It's been worked on. That's what Julia sounds like. Julia is a plastic surgery free. I think Mia owns a lot of franchises, but will she own this franchise? Oh. I don't think so. But we'll so see. So far, I her personality you don't doesn't think? seem strong enough. I agree with that. Nope. She seems um she seems like if you were gonna say, Oh, we should watch Real Housewives together to someone who's never seen it before, that's who they picture is like a bunch of Mia's. And that is what she's trying to project, which is false. So if Karen brings someone to the crew, it will never be intimidating to Karen, therefore it will never be a true Potomac lady. Very good point, Julia. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I do have to give a shout out to Giselle for bringing in number one horrible looks already, coming in strong, bad fashion. <laughs> ugly leather pants. Ugly leather pants. Ugly sequined pants <laughs> with sequin top with a different sequin jacket, and being just horrified that Mia was talking about what I assume was a labiaplasty. I'm not really sure what she was talking about. She didn't get her clit done. Can we just put that out for the record? What do, you, what do you mean get your clit done, Mia? That doesn't make any sense to me. No, she had vagina work. I think she was drunk. She had a two-hour drive, and there was probably champagne in the truck. And it's provocative to say that she got her clit done. It's all performative right now. Yeah. Right. But she didn't have a female circumcision, therefore I don't think she <laughs> had her clit could, yeah. done. So, okay, we'll establish that she was talking about her genitalia. Yes. I love that Giselle was horrified by that. And how it was so déclassé, and immediately turns and starts screaming at Karen, the woman who brought Mia at across a dinner table. I love that Giselle was left alone in the room for so long. She did a full like skulk to her. <laughs> also, if you're at a party where Robin is the second in attendance, this party is going south. <laughs> oh yes, Robin famous for being like three hours late. Oh yeah, as we know from one, she's. She doesn't start her until till 2 p.m. Julia thinks that Robin's depressed. I think Robin is 100% depressed. But I think she's yeah. always kind of been a I get up at noon person. No, but she said she couldn't do a baby again. I think she used to be. Like, she had An two young boys. Well, not an up and atom per se, but she did what needed to be done. Well, I think Juan ha- is handling it really well. Every depressed person knows getting yelled at to stop being depressed. Is the cure. And why can't Juan make them food? Why is Juan getting on her case about them having Chick-fil-A every day? Why isn't Juan doing That's anything? That's what I said, He too. wants a partner. He wants a partner. No, 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 no. When he said, you need to get up and get the boys ready. So he's just going to sit back and not do anything unless he has a partner? I said, what's Juan doing? And then we were like, oh, he's at work. But he's a basketball star. He's not at work. He's not doing anything. He's a it's basketball COVID. coach. The stratum is done. Oh. <laughs> Oops. I think every woman on Potomac deserves a raise. This franchise, I mean, they brought it back early for a reason. They knew that we needed it with the kind of rough start Roni's had and the boring start Beverly Hills has had. Can I say Chris of the Candace and Chris franchise has definitely gained the COVID-19. And if you are questioning whether or not he's an amazing chef, we can just 
take to Giselle's exact, like, enthusiasm to find out that he was in the house and was going to be providing a snack. And then her disappointment that the snack was, in fact, pre-packaged fruit. A Costco (laughs) fruit salad platter. But he is keeping all of the goodies to himself. I'm worried about Candace and Chris. We got a classic Bravo home tour from them. It's been so long since I've had one of these. And I also swear to God, I thought it was the Christmas Lottery House. I want to see Candace family drama. That's what I want from Candace. I don't like when she fights with Ashley. I feel like I've seen there, like, been there, done that. Hmm. Do you feel like she set the scene with you with her mom room? With the cutout of her mom and the weird posters about her mom? Yeah, that was a fun, a fun uh, aside. Why do you guys think Candace didn't go? To the party. Karen, for sure. But she was so hurt by Karen because Karen didn't blindly take her side in the Monique thing. Is that why we're out of Karen? Yeah. Yes. She was really sick. To call 10 minutes before, and it's a two-hour drive. It could have also been the drive. No one was really happy about that drive. Any final thoughts? Happy to see these women back. Cannot wait for an amazing season. Yes, I feel like we're going to get some good stuff. Happy we're talking about Ray's ugly dick again. Me too. Awards? Awards. Awards. I'm going to start us off with awards. My Lisa Renna Backhanded Compliment Award goes to Lisa Renna. As we were saying, Lisa roasted Porter in front of Porter this episode. And she also roasted her daughter in front of her daughter. And when offering up a dress that she has in storage... She shows her daughter the dress and tell, explains that it was made for her when she was pregnant. Her daughter's excited and says, can I have it? I'll wear it when I'm pregnant. And Lisa responds, you could probably just wear it now. <laughs> that was really harsh. <laughs> Subtle burn, Lisa. I'm sure that hasn't affected either of your children in any way. Alex? Uh, well, I just I have some test results. Mm. Um the test results of who passed and who didn't pass the SATs in this Potomac episode. Actually, I'd go as far as to say someone who passed first grade math and someone else who didn't. The person who passed is Robin, who caught Mia slip up in the exact age difference between her and her husband. I believe it was ended up being 32, ended up being the actual count, right? And the person who failed first grade math is Candace who failed helping out her bonus daughter with the math question of 96 minus 28. Oh no, they got it wrong? I didn't even catch that. No, the bonus son got it right. Candace just had no idea what it was. (laughs) So congrats to Robin. Oh, my award is a Potomac Award. It is an animal sidekick award. As we know, Monique had T'Challa last season. T'Challa has since deceased. R.I.P. In a freak accident, Julia. In a freak accident. I am gifting this award to Ashley, my most beloved housewife, and her sidekick animal, Michael the Lizard. Because if you had noticed that man from Down Under, he does do an odd lizard tongue thing. Her husband is turning into her lizard, which is in fact... Her T'Challa substitute. So congratulations, Michael. And congratulations, Ashley. I do love you, Ashley. And I'm thrilled to give you this award. 
Did you just say her husband was a lizard? And that lizard's name? Rango. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was funny because I don't know if it was just he was doing a little tongue. No, he almost looks like um, David Tennant in Harry Potter where he plays Barty Crouch Jr. Michael does the weird tongue dirty thing. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 